Hey everyone, it's Michael here from goodyreader.com and today we're going to talk about the health benefits or sometimes the lack thereof in ebooks. When you read an ebook, you tend to just want to be entertained. People who read ebooks are the exact same type of people who buy print. You buy them because you love the author, you love the genre, and you just want to lose yourself in the immersion of the written word. Ebooks carry a lot of health benefits that a lot of people aren't aware of. I was on the CBC radio show today uh, for their Halifax broadcast, and a number of callers, you know, called into the radio show, and they said that they suffered from brain injuries, and they said that ebooks were the saving grace and prevented them from basically going stark raving mad. <laughs> These are serious readers that often read a book or two a week. And so if you suddenly read a lot and then go to, you can't really focus on the print edition anymore, then perhaps an e-reader is right for you. Merely because with an e-book, there's less lateral eye movement between the bezel. So when you're reading a print book, you tend to make a lot of lateral eye movements because the size of the page is so big. With an e-reader, you it's only six inches for the most part, and so you're able to be able to digest what's happening on any given page. A lot of people also say who suffer from vision disorders, uh, glasses, or uh, other type of ailments that you're able to increase the size of text on the fly. And not only for e-ink devices, but also for tablets such as the iPad as well. So you're able to adjust the size of the text. And this is carries a huge cost benefit because for those of you that love large print editions of books, that type of habit can get very expensive. If you look at the average book at a Chapters Indigo or Barnes & Noble a bookstore, their large print section is fairly paltry. They tend to only really have one bookshelf and it tends to just be new titles. In most cases, you're paying three to four times what the paperback costs just for the large print edition. With an ebook, you're paying the same cost no matter what, but you get to adjust the text on the fly. And this is perfect for people who need glasses, or suffer from other maladies. In addition, people who have dyslexia actually have custom fonts available to them on both e-readers, smartphones, and tablets. It's sort of new fonts that have been just developed in the last few years that cater specifically for people who suffer from that disorder. Ebooks also have some health risks associated with them. For instance, when you read on your smartphone a tablet, especially at night, it actually suppresses melatonin. And melatonin is something that is very important, <laughs> and the suppression of it is bad. It's basically a timing mes me messenger signaling nighttime information throughout the body. It basically, melatonin helps you go to bed, but exposure to light at night, especially short wavelength light, can slow or even cease nocturnal melatonin production. This causes serious diseases such as breast cancer, diabetes, as well as obesity. Especially for many consecutive years, the health risks cumulatively increase. There's been a number of research articles that have been written, especially for teenagers, that reading on at night on a tablet or smartphone is actually severely detrimental for your health 
if you read for more than two hours on your device. So when it comes to reading, obviously healthy body, healthy mind. And I feel that e-readers provide a tremendous amount of benefits for a lot of problems that you may suffer from. If you break a bone in your body, like break your leg, going to the bookstore is sometimes an arduous endeavor. With an e-reader and e, you know, an e-book, you could simply buy the book from the comfort of your own home. You don't even need to get dressed. You could be literally in your boxing shorts or uh, in panties and a bra and being able to buy books whenever you want. And uh, that carries huge benefits, certainly for people who are recovering from surgery, heart attack, stroke, or other types of, you know, life-changing types of events. Sometimes, you know, you feel guilty about maybe sending someone to a bookstore or maybe ordering a print book from Amazon and waiting for the three or four days for it to be delivered. With e-readers and tablets, it's instant delivery. And so not only does this make it easier if you're recovering, but it almost supports the notion of being able to binge read. One of the most popular genres in e-books right now is sort of singles slash short fiction, uh, long fiction, books that rarely go beyond 90 pages. It's sometimes known as serialized fiction. And serialized fiction was really popular during the Victorian era. And a lot of very prominent authors got you know, cut their writing chops by writing syndicated stories in newspapers or magazines. And this has been a popular genre, especially on Amazon, where people, you know, could read every few weeks a new book that comes out. There's been even new companies that have launched in the last few years that specifically cater towards short and long fiction, including Wattpad, which is a Canadian company uh, based in Toronto. They pretty well have a rep of being a fan fiction service, but it's a great you know, app that you can install on your Apple device or your Android device and get reading right away. And there's no cost involved with Wattpad. All of their stuff is free. Although some of their novels and, and short fiction have been read over a billion times. And this has uh, contributed to Wattpad dipping their toes into the world of publishing where they take the most well-read novelists and actually put them in bookstores. So that's pretty well the benefit of of ebooks is that there's new content distribution systems such as Scribd or Kindle Unlimited that allows you to truly binge read without having to buy each title individually. Some people as well find the audiobook format as being something suitable for them. In a lot of cases, if you're suffering from, you know, a type of brain injury, or if you've been in like an accident, sometimes you can't really focus on words, whether it's on an e-reader or print. And sometimes this is how audiobooks come to the rescue. I've done a number of extensive pieces on audiobooks. For the last four years, I've done huge research and reports uh, for the audiobook industry. And every year, it seems to be 10,000 new titles are being 
you know, produced in 2015, over 40,000 new audiobooks were made. It's a $2.8 billion industry, and a lot of people are very attracted to the format because, for example, you could buy the Kindle book and also get a discount on the audiobook. So you could read the Kindle book at, in the comfort of your home as maybe you're going to bed. And then while you're commuting to work or even at work, you can pick up exactly where you left off in the audiobook and then go back to the ebook and pick up where you left off in the audiobook. So the Kindle ecosystem is really great for audiobooks because most of the audiobooks are sourced from Audible, which is actually owned by Amazon. Uh, they have promotions all the time. Right now, I think if you're an Amazon Prime member, which is obviously if you're listening to the show, you know what, you know what Prime is. But if you don't, it's basically Amazon's like system where you get like two day free shipping on all of your items. You get a free ebook every month. You, it carries a tremendous amount of benefits, but Prime members now get a three a free three month subscription Audible which is one free audiobook a month for three months. So if you've never really listened to one before, you can get anything from their catalog, which is the new Harry Potter books, any type of new bestseller that just came out, such as Stalin's Daughter, for example. There's a lot of great books there, and this is sort of a way that you can get introduced to the format without having to fork over any money, download any type of you know trial offers, pay as soon as it expires. It's just a three-month you know trial. If you don't like it, you're not really billed or anything for it. But yeah, I'm really bullish on the audiobook format, not only for the people who maybe can't read as well as they used to, or maybe because of an injury, they just can't read at all. I just think the audiobooks, whether you're doing them from a consumer aspect, whether you're borrowing them from the library, or, you know, doing a lot of new content distribution methods. I think audiobooks have a ton of benefits, and the industry year on year is growing. And there's I kind of feel that audiobooks are right now where ebooks were in around 2010, where the Kindle had been out for a few years, and then all of a sudden Kobo started getting involved, Barnes and Noble started, you know, throwing their hat uh, into the arena, and hundreds of other companies all over the world started releasing e-readers, developing new kinds of e-paper, making, trying to make their mark on the industry. A lot of them fell by the wayside, but the ones that actually made it, made it really big. And I kind of feel that audiobooks are that, that sort of industry where they used to cost a lot. When you bought them on tapes and CDs, they were expensive. If you bought an audiobook on tape, it had like six cassettes. Uh, when they were on CDs, it was two or three CDs, and you constantly had to switch them. Now it's just digital. You just could stream it online. You can just download one file. You can listen to it within an app. It's become so easy now to listen to an audiobook in a digital form Whereas even five years ago, it was an arduous endeavor. So yeah, I'm super bullish on audiobooks, and I feel like everyone should check it out. I feel that the narration has really come a long way in the last few years. There's been a lot of professional narrators that are uh, doing things, such as Jim Dale, Stephen Fry. Audible actually contracts out 
A-list celebrities such as Colin Firth, Dustin Hoffman, Kate Winslet, Susan Sarandon, and they actually run Audible workshops uh, at, um, you know, New York schools and, and big schools all across the U.S. where they try to get people to consider voice acting as a viable career profession. People who are firmly involved in broadcasting or, you know, it's sort of like when you go to school and you do audio engineering, for example, there was very few career paths available to you before you had the music industry or the film industry, sometimes radio, but radio is very, it's, it's hard to get a job in radio as being like a, a sound technician or a sound engineer. People tend to be lifers in those industries. It's same with like video and music as well. People are very well established. It's hard to kind of break into those industries. Whereas with audiobooks, people are now considering it a viable career move, whether you're a voice actor or whether you're involved in all levels of production, sound engineer, someone who's good with a mixing board, or even someone to set up mics and things like that. So yeah, it's it's a huge industry right now. So we hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can go to our website where you're listening to this at goodyreader.com and make a comment. And please write in. You can do it at sales at goodyreader.com. If you have any questions or concerns about today's show, if you're listening to this on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or a myriad of other sources, you can visit goodyreader.com on a daily basis to find out all of the latest news in ebooks, digital publishing, and a whole lot more. Thanks for listening. My name is Michael, and everybody take care.